Hey, everybody. Hey, in today's episode, we went over. We talked about our origin story. We talked about what the refreshing edge is. We talked about being a business owner and being married as business owners. We talked about what our daily schedules look like and our value of time. And just value in general. What does that mean? What does that mean to you? What does that mean to your business? So we hope you enjoy today's podcast. Welcome to the Refreshing Edge podcast, hosted by Megan and Nicholas DeSalvo, about what businesses go through when branding, developing creative, and marketing their business in an ever-changing digital climate. It's also about leadership, company culture, building community, working with your spouse, and whatever we feel is important to share with you today. You might know Megan as an amazing wife, incredible mother, thespian, entrepreneur, co-owner, and creator of opportunities at Edge One Media, and volunteer for every nonprofit organization that exists in Portland and maybe beyond. You might know Nicholas for his love of coffee, tennis, watches, video games, and all things Portland. Okay. Hello. Hello. Welcome to our podcast. Oh my goodness, we're actually doing it. So here we are talking about things that are important to us and our business and our life. Um, what are some of those things, Megan? Oh my goodness. We don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, why did we start this podcast? I think that we started it because we wanted to uh, reach more people and be able to tell our story in fun ways and give people ideas and inspiration to build a better world. <laughs> a better world. Um, I also think that there are some themes that come up fairly frequently uh, in our meetings with clients, and uh, this would be a good avenue for us to talk about some of those things in marketing, in design work, in our creative stuff that we do. And, um, and as a small business, growing business, almost a big business, uh, our job is not only the things that we do, you know, we are a digital marketing firm, but we should also be a content production agency, as all small businesses should be, because the content that you produce is the way that you get gather attention from your potential customers. Absolutely. 100%. Am I right about that? You're right about that. So we are starting to create more content around here. We have hired on some help to help us uh, with some of the things that we usually do that have prevented us from doing our, our fun things in the past. And uh, now we're podcasting. Yeah. So how, how are we doing so far? I don't know. So far, so good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so maybe in this first one, we can talk about who we are and how uh, we got started, what we do, what's important to us, those kinds of things. So I'm going to ask you this question, Megan. What, um, who are we? Who are we? Well, I'm Megan, and you're Nicholas. And I came from a small town in California, and you came from the big city of Portland, Oregon. Big city of Portland, Oregon. 24th largest media market in the country. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know, two crazy kids fell in love in college. Wh how, how did we fall in love? How did oh, we meet? Oh, goodness. 
really. We want to tell that story. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we met at Southern Oregon University, and you lived in the dorm room above mine, the dorm room that was on the edge of the first floor. Uh, And uh, I don't know. You played music. You're cute. I was cute. Thank goodness for that. Uh, I do remember one morning... Um, I was sitting in the cafeteria and Megan came up to me and, and I hadn't really spoken to her very much, but she said, I just want you to know, I can hear you playing your music and good job. And then walked away. Hmm. Interesting. Sounds like me. <laughs> uh, do you remember the first time that we met? I do. I believe. I think the first time that we met, you were injured. It's, this is a common current uh, occurrence in our life. Uh, yep, he's injured today while we record this podcast. <laughs> That's right. I hurt my back this morning. So uh, he was playing glow-in-the-dark football with his roommate, and uh, they b- brought him back hobbling uh, into the dorm room and sat him down on the couch where all of us girls were congregated making signs. And, uh, you know, we met, we hung out, we became friends. We were friends first. And then uh, the rest is history. Yeah, that's right. So this was the first week of college. And there was activities planned every evening. And one of them was glow-in-the-dark football. So I went out and played. I got hurt, as I always do. They deposited me in the living room of our dorm area. And I got to meet all of the girls who lived there. (laughs) Megan was one of them. And she was 17 years old at the time. I was cradle robber <laughs> well we didn't get together until a few months later but that's true i was 18 by the time we got together just for all you out there wondering and so that's how we met um and uh we eventually started dating and we fell in love and we moved we graduated college we moved to portland where megan got a job at kinko's and she helped me get into um, support for Kinkos. They had just ended their document creation center where when people came in and needed things created for them, uh, they would usually do that, but they ended that service, and so they needed someone to outsource to. And then I got three um, Portland Kinkos to give people my card if they needed help creating things. And then you took over the Kinkos world. Did well that really helped kick kickstart the business. It, it did. It was me at the very beginning. It was. And then nine years ago, I joined you. Uh, so we've been doing this for seventeen. Or you've been doing this for seventeen years. Mm-hmm. Nine years ago, I joined on. Uh, shortly, like I don't know, I don't really even know how long after that. Maybe a year after that, we hired our first employee. Uh, now we've had several, um, and we're growing, and it's all great. Uh, and we're married still. We love each other we still. We are still married, and we do love each other, and uh, we get along most of the time. We do, and people always ask, how do we do that? And honestly, I don't really know. Uh, well, I think what helps is that we don't actually spend a lot of our work day together, mm-hmm. and uh, we kind of have a solid division of labor, so we're not always working on the same things all the time. There's a joke we have with people that if you see the two of us in the same space at the same time, it's like odd, right? 
<laughs> How do we explain that? The joke is it's very difficult for us to be in the same place at the same time because really we're like the same person. That's the joke. See, I'm not very funny, but he is. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> so um yeah so when we're in the same place at the same time now we are either working on our business or recording podcasts or being married people that's true um and doing married things being parents yes we have two small children uh right now nine and a half and five um and we own a business and we're community supporters and do all kinds of crazy things. So we thought we would add a podcast to that list of crazy things we do. So who are we now, Megan? Who are we now? Mm-hmm. And we talked about who we were then. Oh. Who are we now? Hmm. Well, I'm a mom, a wife. How about this? Why who? don't you tell me who, who I am oh. now? Oh. And then I'll, do, I'll tell people who you are. Well, you are a successful business owner who is a little bit of a troublemaker at work, but you like being that. Or comedic, uh, he does open mic nights. Um, also known open as mic nights. Are you going to interrupt me every time I talk? <laughs> is that how this podcast is going to? Well, work? I don't do comedy open mic nights. No, is what I'm trying to say. that's fine. It's fine. So, he's a comedian on the side and does open mic nights with his music. Songwriter, all around great guy. People in the community know him as the funny guy. Nice guy. I was called a beatnik yesterday. You were called, yes. Again, interrupting me every time I speak. <laughs> I'm good at the interruptions. It's great. Okay, so this is when you ask me who you are. Oh, who am I? Megan. Megan DeSalvo. Megan is a tremendous community supporter. She's very involved in uh, and around our communities. We are, uh, I, I would say that our home community, we consider to be tigered because that's where our business is actually located, but in the Portland area in general. She's a member of every nonprofit organization that exists in the world today, or at least has been in the past. Not true. (laughs) Uh, She is passionate about helping people. She understands how to speak to people. She's like magic when she goes into a room full of people and goes around and starts talking to everybody and asking them about what they do. She seems to be interested in what other people do a lot more than she's interested in talking about herself, which is um, one of the more more endearing qualities that she has. She's a fantastic wife and mother. I know that to be true from firsthand experience uh, because I see it every day. But she's an uh, incredible leader. Wherever she goes, whatever she's into, she gets made the leader and she says oh i don't know i'm not gonna do it but she does (laughs) that's the joke in our family is i'll go out to a meeting where i'm just sort of going to the meeting to be a good supporter or i'm having coffee with somebody just to support them and she'll come back and she's in charge of the whole thing (laughs) (laughs) or they want me to be i'm good at saying no now i have said no i said no to pto this year (laughs) <laughs> you said no to one thing. Setting boundaries. <laughs> Start somewhere, right? You are um, president of the board. Is that right? President of the board of the Tiger Chamber of Commerce? Or you're the chair? Of I'm the chair the board of chair. the board. But back in the day, they called it president. And so, you know, 
whatever whatever floats your boat. You uh, are the former co-chair of the Tiger Tualatin Relay for Life. Yes. The Relay for Life, which you took over, and and it was a twenty-six, twenty-seven thousand dollar annual event. And this last year, the last year that you were a part of it, mm-hmm. it was over a hundred thousand dollars. That's true too. So that's pretty cool. You were a part of it too, though. I mean, I was. Our our business was a part of it. Lots of things were a part of it. It takes a community of people getting together to raise funds like that. Yeah. Well, there's Megan, again, like shuffling off all of the credit, but she's a leader. She's a happen maker. She uh, understands how to get things done. And that's why she's so valuable to our business. She makes things happen and she gets things done. So what do you do in our in your day to day? What's your what is your daily schedule like? My daily schedule is full of meetings. Um, I start my mornings pretty early. Uh, I do have a morning ritual. Uh, then I go off to either meetings or networking events. Uh, and then I pretty much have meetings, 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 and I might have 10 or 15 minutes between those meetings. Um, I actually have gotten better about scheduling them at my office. So that way I cycle through people here and I'm not driving all over the world. Um, but uh, yeah, meetings, 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 10, 15 minutes in between. What are your meetings like? Are they all um, are they all meetings with clients or potential clients? How does that work? I have a mix. So I have meetings that are with clients uh, where there's marketing meetings and we're discussing strategy, going over what they've been doing, their analytics, what's been going on, um, you know, changes in the marketing you know, climate, what should they be focusing on, things like that. And then I've got like my sales meetings where I'm talking with prospective clients. Um, and then I also have um, meetings where I feel like either they're a power partner or there's someone I can learn from or just someone who I think might need some direction and they aren't necessarily going to turn into a client at all. But I just feel like the two of us should connect for whatever reason. What time does your day end? Well, my day ends structurally, structurally my day ends at like 333, um, not 333, but three or 330, uh, when my kids come home, but, uh, I work, you know, pretty nonstop. So I'm, I'm always doing something probably. Um, once the kids, you know, are, are in whatever activity after school activity that, that they're in, or if they're doing homework, things like that, then I, you know, pick up and, and do the social media stuff or, or other marketing things, email people, make phone calls, things like that. What about the evenings? Mm, when I'm networking, my evenings might not end until 10 o'clock at night. And you network how often? Weekly. I, I mean, every week. A few times a week. A few times a week, every week. Yeah. So you're a busy person. Absolutely. What I'm so we're recording this on a Thursday. Yesterday, though, you got up at what time? Yesterday, I was up at five thirty. And you ended your day at. Oh, I don't even know. Let me look at my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know we were doing work stuff at like ten o'clock last night. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess it depends on the week. Like, I would say the first week of my month is always my busiest week. There are days where I wake up at five and I don't get home until 10. Um, just depends on what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And in 
interspersed with that, you see your kids and your family and things oh, absolutely. like that. But the thing I'm highlighting here is the thing that's most interesting to me at this moment is that you you have the schedule of a doer. I do. Mm-hmm. You get up early. You do things. You have a lot of meetings. You schedule in your kids' time, your family time. And then afterwards, we're talking about business until basically it's time to turn our brains off, which doesn't happen until late into the evening. Absolutely. But that's that's called hustling. That's part of what makes this happen. Otherwise, you don't have a successful business if you're not kind of always working it in where you can. Mm-hmm. And so that's fascinating to me because that schedule, that kind of schedule would burn me out quickly. My schedule is much different than Megan's. Yeah, what's your schedule like? <clears throat> Let's hear that. Well, Megan has a lot of morning networking events. And so usually that means I get up with the kids and get them together. I get them on the school bus, get their lunches packed, give them their vitamins. Alexa gives them their vitamins. Don't even. <laughs> Alexa has a reminder and they come over and they're like, I need my vitamins now. Oh, you're right. You do need your vitamins now. I have set up systems in our home to remind everything. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I get the kids on the bus. And uh, and then I come in sometime afterwards. I'm usually in the office by 9 o'clock or so. I have what I... The first 15 minutes I'm in the office is usually some kind of team building exercise. And it may just be talking with everybody and seeing how their nights went or talking about the you know the movies that we watched the night before or what everybody's up to but I really like to take that first little bit to sort of talk to everybody take the pulse of the office see how things are going because I'm in the office actually a lot more than Megan is and uh, I feel like the company culture piece of it you know keeping team morale high is my job so that's what I do and, uh, and then the next thing is whatever the, n- the next thing on my schedule is. I usually have some kind of morning set of tasks that I need to do. I do a lot more of our production work than Megan does. Megan has a lot of meetings, talks to a lot of people. And then I am in charge of making sure the work gets done that we are assigned from those meetings. And uh, whatever projects that we have, we do a lot of things like web design and ad design and social media social media yeah i rely heavily upon the design side of our business to produce the things that the marketing side of our business needs and i manage more of the marketing side and you manage more of the design side and and that i think that also is why we're able to have a successful business together as a married couple is because i have the marketing side of things marketing and sales side of things and you have more of the design and um you know, culture side of things. And I think that we stay in those lanes pretty well and respect each other in those areas and mm-hmm. collaborate where we need to and otherwise hold each other accountable. And uh, yeah. Yeah. So I have client check-ins throughout the day and uh, I um, try to make sure that all of the, all the things that need to get done, get done. We have a help desk, which has a ticketing system. So for support tickets for ongoing clients, I leave here sometime in the five o'clock hour most days. 
Yeah, I would say that depending on my networking schedule, you leave mm-hmm. somewhere between 4.30 and 6. Yeah. Depending. And then I spend the evening uh, doing all, all of our social media stuff. Well, and also with our kids and going to the gym and things like that. That's the other thing. I think uh, even though we do work after hours, I also think that we have clear boundaries around our kid time and our work time. And so it's not like we are on our devices and not paying attention to our children. I think that we just have let the kids know like, hey, once we have you started on this activity, we're going to be doing some work things. Yeah, that's true. And they understand what that means. I would say that, you know, usually five o'clock to eight o'clock is blocked out for family time. Yeah. Unless there's something really dire, which does happen occasionally. True. How do you like your schedule? Um, I think most days I like it fine. Um, there, I, I think that first week can definitely get hard on me sometimes. And so it just depends on, I, I do a lot of self-care things. And so if I have had my monthly massage and I've had my acupuncture appointments and I've had, you know, downtime, time to read, gym time, all of that stuff. If I've had those things in addition to time with my kids, time with you, then I'm ready for that week. But if I go, if that last week of the month, I am also burning myself out on meetings and and other things and I don't schedule in those self-care things, then then that first week is really difficult. How do you like your schedule? I love it. My schedule is amazing. I think that it's probably easy for people to take for granted that most people have to work from a set number of time and they don't have as much flexibility. I have a lot of flexibility to do whatever I want to do. You know, if I need to go to my kid's school at 10 o'clock in the morning, I can because I'm the boss. <laughs> or if I, if I need to go plan something in the middle of the day, I can totally do that. And the flexibility is something that I am grateful for. Absolutely. I don't know how people do it where they don't have the flexibility. I have no idea how that works. Uh, yeah, I would love to, to know how parents do that because... You know, the amount of times that the kids have off from school, you know, our office is closed. We just close the office for school days that are not in school days. Um, Or I, you know, I schedule my time off and I'm home with the kids um, on those days. And then, you know, like tomorrow I have art lit at their school. And, you know, I mean, I don't know how somebody would be able to go to art lit at 11 o'clock in the morning if their job didn't let them. So, um, yeah, I think we definitely are very blessed in that. So I will say... I love, I love the flexibility of my life, um, but I think that I could probably do a better job of setting some better boundaries around my scheduling so that I'm not over-scheduling. I think that's what I do is I always try to make time. Someone will be like, can you meet with me next Wednesday? And I'll say, yeah, even though my next Wednesday is packed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so technically there is an opening in your calendar, but um, <laughs> that might be the last available free time that you have in that particular day for the entire day right yeah the thing that strikes me since we're talking about business owner schedules and that i think we view time a lot differently right every moment is a valuable asset time is our biggest asset absolutely and once that moment passes, you never get it back again. And so 
we try, you know, I try to make each moment as useful as possible. Uh, and this is just sort of my, <clears throat> my general view on time at this moment. <laughs> well, I also think when you are billing like we do for our time, mm -hmm. um, it's, you realize the value of that time um, more so too. So whereas, you know, someone might work an eight to five job and they don't, you know, they get paid a certain wage, but they, they don't know what that time value is to the business. We know what every moment is for our business. And then also we view our personal time in the same way. You know, I mean, does it make sense to hire a house cleaner? Does it make sense to do it ourselves? Well, how, how valuable is that time? What could we use that time for? Mm -hmm. um, so all the decisions we make in our life, I think we make based off of that value of time. So why did we call this the Refreshing Edge podcast? Well, what is our business tagline? Give your brand a refreshing edge. What is the refreshing edge? It's this magical value thing that we provide people. I think we're going to define that this year a little bit better, but um, the refreshing edge is just a, it's a feeling um, and a value proposition. It is our value proposition. It, it is, is the yeah. thing that we do. Mm -hmm. Whenever someone works with us, you know, part of the way that they describe us is they'll say, you know, that we're refreshing. Um, and so that started, wow, back like, you know, when you first started. Mm -hmm. um, so when we rebranded ourselves, um, we were thinking of, because we had an old tagline, our old tagline, Gary, for this. It was uh, refreshing design online and in print. Right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So that's an oldie. Um, well, print, throwback. you know. Hashtag throwback. Yeah, hashtag throwback. Um, print is, you know, not as lucrative as it used to be. So when we were deciding that we were going to be more digital than we were going to be print-based, we changed our tagline. And uh, part of what we did with that was pulled out the refreshing part and thought about, you know, what, what we provide. And what we provide is the refreshing edge. Uh, but what we're realizing is that that refreshing edge, yes, we provide it here in our business, but we also provide it in our volunteer work. We provide it in our personal life. Um, we provide it to our children. Uh, so it's this it's this thing that lives beyond Edge One Media. And I think that this year we're going to utilize the people we've worked with and um, interview them and ask them more about their experience with the refreshing edge. Yeah. I think one of the things that we are strong about in our business is identifying value where we could be valuable to a certain company or business or person <clears throat> and doing things that actually move the needle rather than doing things just because they could be done which is what a lot of businesses i think do especially in our industry is that uh, you could do a lot of things for a company in the name of marketing or branding or seo but what are those things are going to be the most valuable to a client? And what is that return on investment? And it's different with every client. Yeah. So, um, so that's, I, you know, I think of the refreshing edge as providing value to clients and, you know, and identifying potential return areas where we could really help somebody. Absolutely. And that is Megan's very favorite thing to do in the world is help people. She can't help it. It's like a disease. Also, I would say when you were talking about the value that we provide or the value that we you know, see and things like that, I also think 
that we see potential value in people's businesses to the rest of the world or to their target market or to other people. And sometimes we see more value than they do. And part of our job is to amplify that so that they can see it to, to sort of be a mirror for them, um, if you will, so that they can see um, that value and and build upon it. Um, and I think we do a pretty good job of that. We do a great job. <laughs> That's why we're here 17 years later. Absolutely. With a five-star rating, 4.9 actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... I think uh, that's a good start to our first podcast that we're putting out. Uh, we hope that everyone enjoyed it. And that's it. Have a good day. Have a great day. Have an edge one day. No, that's not no, a thing. No. Don't do that. <laughs> if you liked what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to our podcast. Share it with a friend. Follow us on the socials. At Edge One Media. At This Is Nicholas DeSalvo. Or at Megan DeSalvo. 